Kansas City. Wow. Happy Red Friday. Oh, yeah, you're getting all the smoke today, Peter. Whoa. Finally, oh. the playoffs have come back to Kansas City. I'm Dusty Likens. This is Pete Sweeney, 610 Sports Radio, run it back playoff show, only show dedicated strictly to the playoff run that the Chiefs began in just two short days. Dusty the the Rock Likens there. That's right. On the mic. Rock hard Likens is what we should be saying. Mm. <laughs> 5.01 a.m. on a Friday morning. I was about to say, is it too early for that joke? Or is it no, it's not. Not early enough. Really? No, you get, uh, you get Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on a playoff edition, Red Friday. Pete, I got the socks on. I've got the shirt on. I'm not wearing any draws. I'm letting it all hang. I'm ready to see this game on Sunday at 2.05 um, we're back, man. It's, it's, it's that time of year, man. It's, it's time to shine. The real season <laughs> begins for the Kansas city chiefs starting today. Yeah. I've talked about it already on this show. We've been doing it all week, 5.00 AM to 6.00 AM, the run it back playoff show, how awesome it's been to, to be on here with you guys. And you could see, and you could feel the excitement picking up in the city, COVID or not. I think this is the best time of the year in Kansas City when the Chiefs are in the playoffs. They're making their playoff push. And this has been a storyline, I, I think, all year. The idea that maybe the Chiefs, when they're playing in the regular season after going on the run that they did, they felt a little bit bored because it just was too easy, especially for the offensive side of the football. Some people have thought that that's why there's been these one possession games to end the season. Well, Dusty, there's nothing to be bored about anymore. This is the playoffs. This is when the games count. This is what the Chiefs come to play for each and every year now since Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid have formed what is this bond and this new feel for this franchise in KC. It's Super Bowl or bust every single year, and it starts with the divisional round. It starts on Sunday, 2 or 5 p.m. at Stadium. It just gives you, man, it's it's almost like Christmas, right? It it happens once a year. With the snow, you mean? I wish, man. I like this weather. It Like I told you this morning when I got here, it felt like I hit light speed mm. just because of the way I was driving directly into the teeth of the wind and sure. all the snow, which I love it. It gives you that, that feeling. But it feels like this is Christmas morning. Like this feels like this feels like Christmas Eve. Right, I know Saturday is going to feel a little bit better because there's actually going to be football. You're going to actually see if you can win against Cleveland, who you'll play uh, in the AFC Championship game. But it's it feels as we as we start to get into the emotions going into the weekend, it feels almost like a Christmas Eve because you know every year, just like Christmas comes every year, you feel like it's just that time. Like every year, the Chiefs are going to be in the playoffs. At least you'd think with the tandem of head coach quarterback and you wait all year Mm -hmm. when it gets to, you know, November, December in the season, you're kind of thinking to yourself, okay, we're getting here. Are we, are we prepared? Are we checking off our shopping list? Do we have this? Are we ready? And now it's like you get to sit back, you get to watch the kids open the presents. Now it gets real. (laughs) All the stress is over of the shopping slash regular season. And now we're here and it's, the real time. Like now it's actually part of the season that matters. And this is what's so great about this time of year for this type of team is that for years before it was, 
okay, let's just get a playoff win. Right. Let's just get into the playoffs. And even before Alex Smith and before all that started with Andy Reid, it was let's just get a like a winning season. Let's challenge ourselves to the AFC West. I'm here to tell you those days are over. Now it's, okay, who are we going to get to play in the AFC Championship game? Are we going to have home field advantage? I'm not trying to sound arrogant. That's just what it's been. You've been a one seed, a two seed, and a one seed since Patrick Mahomes has been the starter under Andy Reid, and now you have those emotions, and it's like you've seen this before, but yet you're still giddy and you're still up and ready for it. I think this part of the year is so important because these career type of conversations that maybe we're not thinking of, they start here. When Patrick Mahomes is a little bit closer to 40, you know, 15 years from now, this is part of it, right? Because we expect him and Andy Reid to be getting compared to Bill Belichick and Tom Brady and what they were able to do. And you got to get to six. And to get to six, you need to get to two. I know that sounds crazy to be talking no about. Way. Is that math? That is how you do it. You, let's see, one plus five. So you need five more to get to six. And it starts now. It starts now. And and when you're here, you have to get it done because it isn't necessarily guaranteed again. I, I bet you the Chiefs think, oh, man, we were two away in the year before. This could potentially be a three-peat. You're right here. It's right in front of them. And I think Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes know that. I think they know the opportunity they have. If you look at the Patrick Mahomes stats to begin his career, way better than Tom Brady, way better than anyone else in history. They have a real chance here to go down as the greatest two people to ever compete in the NFL. And you need to get those titles. And for American sports and the NFL, this time matters more than every other time of the year. They got to play well to get to two. And I just think that there's a reason that Andy Reid signed up for this reportedly through 2025. He knows it's possible. And again, it starts this Sunday. Yeah, you have something special at 15 behind center. It's also, and then as before we get into this next really important topic for me, at least, I know for you as well, because you were there yesterday and you'll be there again today. Mm. Um, This is why it feels good, because you saw that game against Tennessee where you lose to the Mariota deflection off Revis's face. You lost a game to Pittsburgh at home where you lost literally to Chris Boswell. Those, (laughs) Those games that you lost to Buffalo in the 90s, and now you're the team. Now it's your time. It's your your path that has to be disrupted, not you disrupting the path. And I think that's why it can feel a little bit better because it's like, okay, who's coming after us? If you're, you know, to take a line from the wire and Omar, you got to come at the king, you best not miss. And that's where the Chiefs are currently at. Um, speaking of where the Chiefs are currently at, yesterday's injury report was quite interesting, Pete, because Wednesday, the first day of practice, you know, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire's there. We know Sammy Watkins isn't there. We know Willie Gay's not there. And now, all of a sudden, Clyde didn't practice yesterday. Right. And today's the most important practice of the day because you know what to tell you. You don't practice Friday. You definitely don't play Sunday. And I'm interested to know what you think, what the outcome's going to look like today on the practice field um, when, they hit the, when they hit the ground running about 1.30, 2 o'clock. So, we've gone over this, but just to reiterate, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire it seemed a few weeks ago when we spoke to running backs, coach Dylan McCullough, that he was a player that was ahead of schedule. You started to get the feeling, okay, we may see him in the postseason. Andy Reed seemed to back that up earlier this week. And that starts with having a practice. So he did practice in what they call a limited status. If you look at the pictures online, you can see his ankles are taped up 
I mean, there had to be a good 20 to 40 layers of tape. And wrapped so, like a mummy. Wrapped like a mummy. That's a good way to put it, except just on his feet. And yeah. <laughs> he got a practice in. Uh, Andy Reid sounded optimistic. And then what we got yesterday was a, a DNP. It did not practice. I don't know in his case that this necessarily means he's going to be unavailable this weekend. But it, again, it is a reason to monitor Friday's status because they felt for whatever reason, okay, let's let's take a day off and see how you feel. And so I think his status is really going to depend on what happens Friday. When it comes to Sammy Watkins and Willie Gay, who have not practiced yet all week, to me it's starting to feel like these guys are going to be doubtful or out. I tend to think, again, we'll get it around 4.30. You can check arrowheadpride.com. We'll put the injury report up. I tend to think Clyde Edwards-Alaire is going to be questionable for this game. So who becomes more important as you're thinking about that, right? Of course, Le'Veon Bell, that seems obvious because even if Clyde does play, it seems like he'll be at least limited. At wide receiver, if you don't have Sammy Watkins, you got to get some production from McCole Hardman. You got to get some production from Demarcus Robinson or Byron Pringle. We tend to think it might be Byron Pringle's time. We'll see on that. And then if you don't have Willie Gay, Turn into your linebacker core. Luckily, the Chiefs have gotten Anthony Hitchens back from the COVID list, and everyone's favorite player, Ben Neiman, is going to be important this weekend. Yeah, I think what's – and this is what's kind of great about this is that you can see how important um, I feel this defense does rely on a rookie linebacker and and Willie Gay and how important those draft picks were last year by by Veach when it comes to LeJarius Sneed and Willie Gay because – I went to the week 17 game that was meaningless against the Chargers. And as soon as Willie Gay went off the practice field or off the game field and was limping and needed help from trainers, my heart sank a little bit because even though his sample size as a starter is, is very small and bleak. He has been absolutely astonishing to see how much he has grown in just one year. And when you look at a game in which his role is important and the linebacker position is very important when it comes to the double-headed monster that is Chubb and Hunt, like that's why my heart sinks because you see him go off the field and injury, and then you think to yourself, all right, well, we're either going to play the Titans, Ravens, or possibly the Browns, and you think to yourself, oh, no. Titans have Derrick Henry. Ravens have Lamar Jackson slash Ingram slash Dobbins slash Gus Edwards. And then you think about the Browns and you're like, we need linebacker play. So this is a big game uh, for well, Ben Neiman and, and Hitches. That's, that's the big focus, almost not the biggest focus, but that is where the, the Willie Gay injury strikes me at the, at the hardest is that you're playing a team that has two running backs. And he's that type of guy that can close that down. I think Brett Veach and this personnel staff, they knew once Derek Johnson's tenure came to an end, we need some athleticism in this front seven young players who are athletic and can be seasoned into what would be starters. And you see the signs, right? So everybody can see Willie Gay is athletic as all hell. Right. Is he truly ready? Not, not really. Same thing. I think with Mike Dana, you saw a flash with a guy like Tim Ward, Turk Wharton, even Colin Saunders are standing up playing a little bit of linebacker last game. There are some real athletic pieces. It's, are they ready for this push? Well, A, they need to be, and B, just because your defense is a little bit younger, especially when it comes to the athletic players, you have the ultimate corrector. You got that magic eraser, baby, and Patrick Mahomes in that offense. So they don't necessarily need to be perfect. Right. So if Patrick Mahomes continues to do what he does, and then 
as you're building what hopefully becomes a dynasty in Kansas City, you get these younger players along the front seven up to snuff. Then all of a sudden you're meeting in the middle. You have this really good young team. And not only are they going to be tough to beat on this playoff run, this might be a tough team to play for years to come. Pete, two, ho- two coaches were hired yesterday. I know that makes the Eric Bieniemy job a little bit more scarce. That's not what we're going to talk about next. The selling point for Eric Bieniemy is this weekend and also what are most important parts of this game coming up here on the Red Reaction, not Red Reaction, Come the on. Run It Back show Get here on together. 610 Sports Radio with Pete Sweeney and myself, Dusty Like, as we get to you that next. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Time to stand up, Chiefs fans. Well, if you're driving, don't do that. Time to get ready. Time to stay seated if you're driving. Seated and seat belted. Not words, but uh, you get it. Hope everybody's driving out there safe. I know it's supposed to get a little bit nasty out what, there when it comes to weather. What they call this morning's weather is a wintry mix. and That's not a wintry mix. This morning's weather, weather is just <laughs> weather win- it's just winter's crap. Like it is, mm. It's not like a steady, nice snow. It's not just cold. It's a mixture of just blaring snow and wind. Uh, let me take a look out here. Okay. All right. 32, yeah, 32 degrees in a wintry mix, I would say. That's what we would call a smartass, if you're wondering what okay. that is. Okay. What? It's better than being a dumbass. There's no doubt about that. That's just that's just the way the game plays. Uh, Pete Sweeney, yes. chief and editor of Arrowhead Pride, Dusty Likens, just a nobody that just likes to talk a lot of sports on the radio, here on 610 Sports Radio with the Run It Back Playoff Show. Pete, Run It Back officially begins uh, mm. for me today uh, because Saturday the game at 2.05 at One Arrowhead Drive that's where the real season starts with the Chiefs. And we're into the final four of playoff teams. And we look at the the way teams hire head coaches with uh with Jacksonville solidifying their spot. The Jets get their guy. Eric Bienemy still not really getting hired yet. I get that. That's a conversation in itself. Yep. Make sure that you're listening all day to 610 Sports Radio. I'm sure that'll get brought up. Where we want to start this conversation at is the best selling point is this weekend because every single coach in the AFC is from the Andy Reid coaching tree. Everyone knows about Sean McDermott. Everyone knows about John Harbaugh. And now everyone knows about Kevin Stefanski, thanks to a guy that I call my friend Pete Sweeney. <laughs> and it speaks to Reid's ability, ability to groom the people and really show that he can be successful as a teacher and it shows that he has a more ripe tree than the Belichick tree that just hasn't had that type of success. Yeah, I mean, there's other great head coaches too, like Matt, uh, Ron Rivera, who did a nice job in Carolina before trying to turn around that Washington franchise, getting into the playoffs. Doug Peterson, a Super Bowl winner. And Stefanski, he was an intern for Andy Reid back in 05. Brad Childress, who we know well, I believe it was a few years ago, just a co-offensive coordinator here in Kansas City right. before ultimately retiring. He took a liking to Stefanski, brought him to Minnesota when he got that head coaching job. I believe that was 06. And the rest is history. Stefanski started building from there, built all the way up to head coach of the Cleveland Browns. And we talked about Rivera turning the Washington franchise around so far, it seems. Really seems that way for Stefanski, not only turning the Browns franchise around, but really, I think, giving 
Baker Mayfield a guide. Baker Mayfield is one of those quarterbacks who, if he is your quarterback, you probably love him. If he isn't, you probably dislike him. And he's an emotional player. And for, I think, a few years here, I think he was doing a lot more what would be on the mic at the press conferences than on the field. And I think Stefanski has been a calming presence for Baker Mayfield. Mayfield has bought into his system. Andy Reid has noted how that's been visible. And I think he's a better quarterback for it, and I think that's why it's going to be a better game this weekend. I mean, you got the Cleveland Browns, the Cleveland Browns, to more than 10 wins. That is a huge feat in itself. I mean, it's a, it's, you know, it's like a double-headed monster. You know, um, you know, when one checks out the game, another one comes in. Both of those guys are elite. Um, I, I think in their own way, you know, um, obviously, you know, Kareem, you know, he can do a lot, you know, things out, out the backfield. You know, they motion him out a lot in empty sets trying to find a matchup. And, you know, Nick Chubb just, he reminds me of those old school runners. You know what I mean? Um, you know, big, stocky, you know, low to the ground, um, tough to tackle. So, um, and then both of those guys are good in the pass game. And they, and they use them in the same way. So it can kind of get tricky, you know, when you're watching film. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'd describe him as a two-headed monster. Typically, you can say when you got a, two running backs at your face and you can say, OK, when 24 is in there, here are some things that they run. You know, when 27 is in there, it's, they, they, really, they run their their whole offense with both of them. That's where they're really effective. So you can't get a beat on that. We've got to defend the scheme. What makes it challenging, their run scheme to me, what makes it challenging is the fact that Baker Mayfield, you know, their misdirection runs are really him running boots and movement passes. And that's where our eyes got to be right. Um, that's where we got to build the wall, track the hip, and set the edge, just like we talk about. But they, they present a problem, no question. That's the voice of Tyron Matthew, of course, and defensive coordinator Steve Spagnolo talking about what Matthew described as this two-headed monster of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. It's been something we've been talking about here all week. I think that's the best part of the Cleveland Browns. And this opens up our conversation, Dusty, into what do you think is the most important part of this Chiefs-Browns game this weekend? What do you think? To me, it's quite simple. And I just, the only way I can do this is I look at last year as a reference. Mm -hmm. Every single game they played, now, I get it. The first game, the most important part was just shutting down DeAndre Hopkins, and he still had, like, I think, nine for 118. Didn't score a touchdown in that game when they beat the they beat the Houston Texans, but that AFC championship game, the biggest part of that game was stopping Derrick Henry, mm. and they did that. And to me, the biggest and most important part of this game is 95 and 50, 55 to set the tone. Those guys... This is what we talk about all year. We talk about how good this defense is. You talk about why this team paid Chris Jones. Right. And this is a, and if you remember, Chris Jones didn't play in this game last year and wasn't really able to get out there and set the tone and set the, the fear of getting in your face and smacking you in the mouth and letting you know his presence is there. Now, Frank Clark, we've seen this before. We have, we have proof that he is able to just turn it on when this type of you know, this type of game starts when this level of intensity gets going. Frank Clark gets in there. You can see it from his tweets. You can yeah. see it from his press conferences. He's been kind of quiet, obviously, this this time around. But it'll be there. And to me, that's what I will watch Saturday when the defense hits the field is where 95 and 55 set the tone because of what Tyron Matthews said yesterday. It's the double-headed monster. It's the two-headed monster. It's Chubb. It's, it's Kareem Hunt. 
and I don't have to worry about Tyra Matthew just because I know that it's it's been solidified over and over again. I still feel like I kind of have to worry about 95 and 55, but when those guys are on, the analogy I give it is when your five and six hitters yeah. go a combined six for eight with two home runs each and eight RBIs, <laughs> you win the game in dramatic fashion. And when 95 and 55 each get a sack and can disrupt the quarterback, this is the type of quarterback that if they can disrupt – which Pittsburgh could not do last week, and that's why he was so comfortable. But if they can get Baker off his rocker and get him kind of, you know, a little nervous, then it's going to make this game a little bit easier for the Chiefs to kind of control, especially at home with a little bit of a crowd and a little bit of juice to play off of. Yeah, when I was first on the Chiefs beat, this was in 14, obviously working for .com, that was my old gig. Uh, voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, would watch training camp with us. And you can hear from him on Fesco in the morning coming up at 7.30. But this has always stuck with me where instead of watching the flashy wide receivers and tight ends and running backs at training camp, he would go you know, watch the trenches. And without a doubt, I think this game starts there. Can the defensive front for the Chiefs penetrate that Browns offensive line? It's pretty good. Pro bowlers, all pros. And it starts with them because they create these lanes for what would be two of the most talented running backs in the NFL. And following up with Tyron Matthew yesterday, I, I just I wanted to know, all right, well, how important is communication then, especially considering that second level it seems a little bit banged up. Hitchens is just returning. You have to talk to the, the front and, and the trenches and make sure that they're in sync and so on and so forth. And he said communication is important in every game, but the big thing for this game will be disciplined because what Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb set up is that play action where if Baker is a little bit pressured, he was better with this at the end of the year, but if he he faces pressure, he is a way worse quarterback. I mean, you could say that about a lot of quarterbacks, not necessarily Patrick Mahomes, but when he's facing pressure, it's an entirely different ball game. So to me, that's important. And I think honorable mention here on the flip side of this is just protecting Patrick Mahomes because I, I said it before, I'll say it again. Mahomes in this offense is the ultimate fixer and he needs to be protected. And when he is protected, it's it's hard to beat. It's hard for any team to beat, let alone the Cleveland Browns. So for me, the big fish, Eric Fisher is important. Nick Allegretti, Austin Ryder, Andrew Wiley, and Mike Remmers. It's a little bit of a weaker line than the Chiefs had heading into the playoffs last year, but they've had the reps this year, and you hope that they can protect your quarterback and create lanes for what will be Le'Veon Bell. We'll see Clyde Edwards-Alaire. And so many people say it's important to have a week off with that first-round bye. The most important part about that week off is your offensive lineman doesn't get beat up. I mean, Cleveland lost an offensive lineman in their first playoff game of the year this year, and they you know, they didn't have that bye, and that's the importance for the Chiefs. Um, yeah, Miles Garrett is, is, is a concern. Scary as hell. Because they call that side – and some of those players in, in the league game records for a reason, you got to stabilize Garrett. And I think you go from there. How much of that will be if Sammy Watkins doesn't play and you can't line up in that three to four receiver set, you just double tight end it and just have that protection on the outside. Cause you have to have Kelsey obviously out in the field. Can't let well, him that- just stick around and block. But the importance of this game to me, like you said, obviously the health of Patrick Mahomes is number one, but that right side edge with, with MG out there, like that's, the one thing that scares me when I ask people, what are you con- are you concerned at all about this game? And so many people say, well, you know, let's just get to the game first. 
My number one concern is 95 on the edge because Miles Garrett is that damn good. He's one of the top three best defensive edge rushers in the game. Right, right. And I, I think the Chiefs will be capable. I, I think they know that, right? So they're going to have a plan, I think, to make sure that he doesn't ruin the football game for them. But it, it's a point of concern. I mean, this for sure, like I said, for sure. It's a weaker line than last year, but I think it is a better team. It, to me, it does seem to be clicking a little bit more. Yeah, there were these closer games, but this is a team that won 14 of 15 games. I like the Chiefs' chances. They also scored 20 straight points in like 22 straight games. Oh, I sign me up for Patrick Mahomes. have over 70 it, rushing yards. It changes when – last point on this. Yeah. It changes when Mahomes goes out there, and this leads us to a point that we were talking earlier in the week is – if you can get off to a fast start, you can get off to a lead. It makes the Browns one-dimensional. And I'm telling you right now, Baker Mayfield isn't coming close to winning a game where he needs to be one-dimensional and get his team back in it. Not a chance. And they can't score as quick as Kansas City. Um, you got to remember this when we come back. And also, it's like beating a dead horse, but it's just every year, the odds just are always in this man's favor. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. Here's how radio works. You hear music, voices come shortly after. Oh, okay, now I get it. It's 534. It's the Run It Back Playoff Show on 610 Sports Radio with uh, probably one of the sexiest writers in town, Pete Sweeney. Mm. I was looking around the studio. Oh, well, then did you see your face in the reflection? I am now. That's sexy Red Friday voice, Pete Sweeney. Mine is Dusty Likens here on 610 Sports Radio. As we get you geared up for Saturday's game at 205. Pete, you starting to feel a little bit better? Starting to feel a little bit more juiced up? I mean, this is your this is your time to shine, man. Like, you grind all year long to have this moment, to have this type of fun. Right. And you're two games from the Super Bowl. You're two days from the first playoff game, mm-hmm. and you're a week away from a possible third straight AFC championship game appearance. It's important not to take it for granted, you know, because we're so used to just the winning in KC now. Sure. I mean, there's so many franchises, and you're playing one on Sunday. Just haven't been to the playoffs in a long time. That's why Cleveland is so crazy right now, and they're making stories out of seemingly nothing with tweet replies. And you should stuff. write about it. I'm actually seeing it on ESPN as we we talk about it right now. Um, but is there an article on it on Arrowhead Pride at all? <laughs> you look at you look at on the other side in the, in the other conference, guys like Breeze and and Rogers who get it done, and then you just kind of assume that this is going to be an every year thing. Yeah, you just never know how it's going to go. So I'm, I'm always telling people, and I always try to remember myself. So I'm not just preaching here to just. Remember how great this is, that they're playing, and once again, two wins away from the Super Bowl. You remember how great this was? Can you dig it? I, I just want to say I love y'all. I love this team. Woo! I'm wearing about half the beers I've been trying to drink, baby. It's been a long time coming, because what did we do? We had to fight for our right to party! 21 years. 
about how about that? I'm gonna walk this wall. How about 21 years? Y'all know what that means? Everybody here is thinking, oh, that's when I can, you know what I mean, legally get a drink. Yeah. No, 21 years. That's how long it's just been turning for my guy Andy Reid. Mm, it's just been turning and turning and turning. And what we do, what we do. We unleash a can of whoop ass on everybody. 24 nothing. I ain't trying to hear it. Down 10. I ain't trying to hear it. Fourth quarter, six and whatever left on the clock. Down 10. We got Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, baby. How about Sammy Watkins? Woo! How about Damian Williams? Woo! How about my dog, 5'5", five, five, and he ain't offsides? Mother Frank Clark! This is the most beautiful scene I've ever witnessed in my life. I love this city to death. I promise you, from here to the end, I cherish every moment with y'all. And I promise you, everybody here feels the exact same way. And y'all got to help me say it right here. One last time for 2019, 2020 world champions. You got to fight for your right to party. Believe it. I love y'all. Well, there you go. That's the man. That's the guy right there. That's who. 5'5", uh... five, five, and he ain't offside. That. That line and I'm worried about half the beers I've drank are probably the two best lines of that. And that, that trumps Johnny Gomes' speech. <laughs> you think so? 100%. I think it's close. Uh, I, I wasn't a Johnny Gomes guy. You, you didn't like, yeah. He's also was just not as big of a part of the team as Kelsey. Like it's, 100%. Here's that's the, guy, big, that's yeah. the big part of it. Like It's like, here's Kelsey, because that all started when Nance is just absolutely shivering when he gives Kelsey the mic in that Super Bowl game going, I don't know what this guy's going to say. And it's just like, <laughs> we're all sitting here going, all right, here comes Kelsey. Like, we don't know what's going to happen. The, like, the player after winning a championship of some sort and the hot mic is always, oh, a, it's always a dicey situation. That's, that's my favorite part. Like, yeah. It all started when I watched Kevin Garnett's postgame speech when they won. Anything's possible. Any like I was just sitting there like, is this like that's raw emotion? There's no time to edit, to hide, to think <laughs> anything. It's just you just won the biggest game of your life. Here's a microphone. Go ahead. And I mean, Nance is probably one of the best to do it in the game. He doesn't get paid like it yet, but he probably will very soon. But I mean that as we do these remember wins every show, that was one I felt felt appropriate today. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the run-it-back playoff show, of course, so the Chiefs are trying to get that done again. That was the Travis Kelsey speech at Union Station, and then shortly after, if you remember, Andy Reid said something to the extent of, let's get right back here. And right. here they are, three wins away from having another parade, maybe. I guess we'll see how this whole COVID thing goes, but a, a celebration, I would say, probably, of some sort, if they can get it done again. 
And you're working toward that. You're working toward Kelsey being able to have the mic again. And who knows what he would potentially say this year if you are able to get it done, starting with the Browns on Sunday. It was also nice to hear Patrick Mahomes say the knee, his knee was in the side of his leg. <laughs> that was like <laughs> the thing I loved about that my is Mahomes is he's the most humble guy most of the time in interviews. Yeah. The guys were, were drinking some suds that day, and so okay. you got to see him, I think, a little bit there be the gamer on the mic, and I appreciated that moment for sure. He even had a hog grip in that, that speech as well when he held the trophy. Um, we speak of Patrick Mahomes because it's, it's things that make players great when you can literally come up with a stat at the top of your head and then you sit back. I think we both did this right. in our wheelie chairs out there in the bullpen this morning when we're like, wait a minute, is this serious? So Mahomes is already, which shouldn't surprise anyone because they're a one seed, but Mahomes is already the betting odds to be the Super Bowl MVP. He's plus 325. So for those of you that don't understand gambling, you've got to bet $325 just to win 100 for Patrick Mahomes to win MVP. No, it's the other or $100 way. to win 325. It's the other way, but you win Sorry. the least money by betting on Mahomes yeah. since he's the favorite. So you'd have to bet on somebody like Kelsey or Tyreek Hill or right. Clyde Edwards to actually win some serious cash. Yeah, it's early. I forget how to, how gambling works <laughs> as I tell people how gambling works. But where that strikes me the deepest Pete is that this is the time of year that used to be the Tom Brady season. And now mm. it's, it's Patrick Mahomes season and it's already that way in Vegas. They understand the importance of how good he can be this time of year. And I think an underrated point is that Mahomes is five and one in the postseason. Mm-hmm. If he goes on this run, he'll play in his third consecutive, third consecutive AFC championship game. And he'll then be eight and one. If he wins the Super Bowl, he'd then have two rings. You'd assume he'd have two Super Bowl MVPs. He'd be 8-1 and one in the playoffs. We talk sample size a lot, too. But here's the thing. This is his third year in the NFL. And when I tell people all the time on the Run It Back show Monday nights at 8 o'clock or on Sundays when I fill in for Jay Binkley when this team talks about how they watched the, the Last Dance documentary – and how Patrick Mahomes can kind of be similar to how great Michael Jordan was at the start of his career, and Michael Jordan is who he is because of the way he started his career. Championships, success, MVPs, statistical greatness. Eight and one if they go to the Super Bowl and win it. Two Super Bowl MVPs, which he would probably win. Right. An MVP and just that type of record. You're in a whole new ball game, and it's Patrick Mahomes' world, and you're just living in it. Well, you look at even NFL quarterbacks with Brady and and, and Manning, and and even if you go to to Jordan and I and LeBron, right? Like you're talking about these icons. To me, I, the difference with Patrick Mahomes is his first year of starting through 50 touchdowns, right? And yeah, they came up short. But a year later, he won a Super Bowl. And we're talking about a potential 8-1, and one, two-ring effort right. to seemingly start your career. This is 25. Yeah, this isn't, <laughs> this isn't cooking up the eggs and bread and toast and whatever. No, this is an instant breakfast you, you throw on and you, you're done, right? It, it, right. it was instant. It, this was so quickly. And for him to not only be getting it done in the regular season, which is tough to do in its own right, but then sometimes you have to get the monkey off your back, as they will, will sometimes say, 
Well, before, you saw that with Lamar and Jared and, and Josh before, Allen. Before Mahomes was able to do it, Troy Aikman was like, let's see him win a Super Bowl first or something to that extent. And then for him to be having the success in the playoffs where you're about to enter your third straight AFC title game, like that is indeed LeBron territory where LeBron yeah. was just playing in the finals, playing in the finals, playing in the finals. It's impressive, and it's so fortunate to be happening in Kansas City. What did LeBron do? He went to seven or eight consecutive NBA finals. Went to four with the Heat. Went to two or th- went to three with Cleveland. It was multiple teams. Yeah, I don't know the exact number. I, I'm an NFL guy, of course, but okay. it was multiple teams. But the only thing that was consistent was, hey, LeBron's playing in the finals again. And it's weird because it almost gives you the inclination that they just finesse through the regular season. But yet, this was a season in which Patrick Mahomes also was and probably will be runner-up for MVP because, what, they stopped the MVP count during the season. Like, once the season ends, it's over, right? They don't put in playoff perspective. Yeah, the, the playoffs don't count. Right. Part of the reason why it was so odd to see Lamar get it right. following last year. That could sometimes happen. Yeah, he just made Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be a Hall of Fame quarterback. Have right. The most- if, Aaron, if Aaron Rodgers has, like, an effort that he had against, for example, the Tampa Bay Bucks, right. it's going to feel weird handing him the award. He probably deserves it, right? right. But that's sometimes how it goes. But yeah. the other Mahomes effect is that Patrick Mahomes had a, what, not a subpar season. He had a good season, but it took Aaron Rodgers to have a career year just to barely win the MVP. He had a great season. He's probably going to finish second, maybe third, if, if people are f- really feeling the Buffalo Bills. The problem with some of these awards sometimes well, is, you, is you get fatigue of the same person. Yeah. And so there are going to be years where Mahomes deserves it and he doesn't get it. That's why they need to have the best season award and the MVP award. Derek Johnson's banging the drum. That's all the information we have on that for this game. Also <laughs> coming up, uh, Fesco's at 6 a.m. And we get into our weekend picks. And there's another bet that I have to give Pete Sweeney. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio. You know, Pete, today I woke up feeling a little dangerous. Oh, boy. That's that's the route you're going to go? Yep, that's the route. Say Route 44 or Route 44 when you go to Sonic. Think about this. Hey, I'm, I got to... I'm probably route. I'm probably a route guy. Okay, I get a Route 44. Hmm. Um, Red Friday, mm. 610 Sports Radio, mm. Run It Back Show, Playoff Edition. Right. Uh, again, I can't. Uh, I can't reiterate this enough. This is the only playoff infused, focused, mm. driven, desired show in Kansas City with Arrowhead Pride's man Pete Sweeney and uh, his good friend Dusty Like. Been fun this morning, Pete. This has flown by. Yeah, it's awesome. We're leading into, of course, Fesco in the morning coming up in a few moments. Brandon Flowers joins them at 645. Of course, the voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holt, the 730. Cody Gold, I will join them around 11 a.m. We'll have the Chiefs press conferences later in the afternoon. I believe it's around 1-ish today. Mm. And then we will be back with you on Monday. Win or lose if 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 it, if it does happen, which we don't expect, right? We don't expect, but we we think the Chiefs, I think, are are going to win this football game. You ready to make some picks on the weekend, Dusty? Yeah, I'm good with that. Um, this is the fun part about football is that there are other games, so you don't have to necessarily focus directly on the Chiefs right now. Well, but Saturday, s- you can relax a little bit. Yeah, and that first game sucks. Uh, I just, Yo, I hate, you're not into Rams Packers. No, I don't like the Rams. They're boring. They're the, they're the Spurs. Okay. Like, like McVay's fine, 
But Packers favored by seven. Give me the Packers in that game against the Rams. I think Jalen Ramsey makes an impression at the start. Mm. But I just think it's been one of those years where Aaron Rodgers has done it. He's done it successful enough. And I just think the Packers are a better team. Do you think they cover the seven points? Yes. Okay. I what want say you? I wanted to pick the Rams in this game, but I always come back to the QBs, right? right. It's, some, it's always a point. And the way that Rodgers has played this year, I can't pick half a thumb Jared Goff. I just can't bring myself to do it. I'm a, I, I do like McVay, but I think the Packers get it done. I'm, I'm picking the Packers, and I, I think they'll cover. Night game. This is the juicy one. This one we got another uh, 12 this pack is of interesting. pounders on, right? <laughs> this, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Do you want to tell everybody what you did this morning? Yeah, I bought you a 12 pack of uh, yeah. of pounders That's because right. I, I thought that Pittsburgh would cover. And, I, and here we are. Not only did you think they would cover, but by you two said, touchdowns. Pete, I'll give you 14 points. I said, <laughs> I think the Browns are going to win straight up. You said, no, I'll even give you 14. I said, okay. You know, I was feeling good. I was hosting a little first round playoff party. I'd had probably six or seven Miller High Lives. Big mistake. I was talking about crunch wraps. And, uh, you know, I thought that would happen. But Bills favored by two and a half. I'm taking the Bills, and I'm, I definitely think they cover. I just think it's their year to get to the AFC Championship game and lose mm. to the Chiefs. So give me Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs against uh, Lamar Jackson and everybody else and company on Baltimore. I think Lamar Jackson has finally straightened his game out. I sure. think you saw the MVP version of him last game. I tend to think snow or not, that should continue in Buffalo. I'm taking the Ravens straight up, and of course that means with the points because they're getting two and a half in this game. So give me the Ravens. And, yeah, we'll, we'll put another 12, 12-er on the line for that one. Okay, sounds good. I hope you enjoy those. I expect a picture because <laughs> I'll be in Herman, Missouri this weekend. I know. You will not be. Yeah, that's right. That's right. I'll yep. have some rosé. You'll have some Miller Lite. Looks classy. Rosé all day. You can't have rosé all day if you don't start in the morning. You all can't. Right. Go ahead. Bucks and Saints, 5.40 p.m. on Sunday. Who do you got? Saints. I think the Saints and Chiefs are the Super Bowl matchup this year, so I'll take the Saints minus three on that one for sure. I disagree on that one as well. I'm not going to bet against Tom Brady. I know he's getting really old at this point, but I, I feel like he still looks better than the other old guy in that game, Drew Brees. I like that. He seemed to have some zip on his ball. I'll take the Bucks, and I, I believe that they will cover the spread. This is the big one. This is the one that matters. Chiefs-Browns, Chiefs 205 in Arrowhead. Opened up as a nine and a half point spread. I don't think that she's covered that. I don't think it's that type of game. I hope it is. I hope at the end of the day, it's just one of those 41 tens. And then it's just two middle fingers to the media that the chiefs can't blow teams out. But give me the chiefs in that game uh, against the, against the Browns. I don't think the chiefs cover, but I think the chiefs obviously do win. I'm also hoping the chiefs win because I want to keep doing this show with you, Pete. Right. We will go as long as the Chiefs are alive for the full month, if that's what it takes. And again, five to six every weekday, run it back playoff show. And I do think it continues. I'm picking the Chiefs in this game. And even though you got one AFC game wrong, even though you got one NFC game wrong, I think you got this exactly right. I think the Chiefs win this football game. Ten seems a little bit much for me. I feel like the Browns are up and coming. I think this game's like a 41 to 32 weird score. The Chiefs, it feels like the Chiefs only play these odd types of games. And so I, I don't think that they cover this spread. Yeah, I mean, it's it opened up at nine and a half. According to my source, uh, scores and odds of Vegas uh, driven. I think it's betting. 10. I, I saw it at nine and a half and it's still currently nine and a half. You got to find a better bookie. I don't. I use that one all the time and it's worked really well for me. It's only going to take Pittsburgh yeah, 14 no, point not, favorite. Not last week. <laughs> yeah. 
but no, I don't know. It's going to be a fun one, man. 95-55, uh, yeah. Patrick Mahomes continues his legacy. Could be coming the, the next Michael Jordan of modern sports. It'd be awesome to see. Pete Sweeney, what's the meal? Good? You got any meal ideas for Sunday? Something warm. Another chicken parm Sammy day. Yeah, it could That's be. That's right. Uh, coming up next, it's the guys from Fesco in the Morning. Brandon Flowers joins the show. Voice of the Chiefs, Mitch Holtis joins the show. It's Red Friday. Everything about it today. Everybody on the news right now I'm watching wearing red. Uh, be careful <laughs> out there, obviously, in your morning commute. Pete Sweeney, I will uh, I will definitely talk to you this weekend and more today as you look forward to seeing who's on the practice field and who's not. So, Chiefs, Browns, Sunday, 2.05. Most importantly, Fesco, Kling, Wachowski, all coming up next. Be sure to listen to Cody and Gold as Andy Reid hits the press conference around 1 o'clock. I'm Dusty Likens again for Pete Sweeney. 610 Sports Radio, this has been the Run It Back Show. Happy Red Friday. The Run It Back Playoff Show with Pete Sweeney and Dusty Likens on the official broadcast partner of the Kansas City Chiefs, 610 Sports Radio.